That is right. Welcome back to On The Flip Side. And as promised in studio, we have Steve Hughes visiting us once again. Welcome, Steve. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I just wanted to say... You know, it's always so cool to see Steve when he comes into studio and I really appreciate you taking out uh, your time and I know that life's busy as a wealth engineer, mm -hmm. creating all that wealth uh, for yourself and also for other business owners. So perhaps you can tell me a little bit um, before we, you know, we get cracking. Um, I was telling listeners earlier today that we are going to continue our chat about nine essential tips for first time business owners. So before we get cracking, Steve, do you just want to kind of remind some of the listeners that may know you already, but also for those new listeners, what is a wealth engineer? Okay, so a wealth engineer is someone who got very sick and tired of the status quo with regards to financial planning and realized that there was a serious shortfall between the client's expectation and their experience. So I've gone out of my way to create a concept called uh, Platinum, which is a fringe financial disruption model that allows people to get what they really are wanting from a, a proper financial consultant, mm. or in my case, a wealth engineer. And what that does is it's significantly more returns with significantly lower risk on investment. Uh, insurance portfolios that are actually what you need, not what they tr what a salesperson <laughs> sold on you. Uh, sold Shall we to not you. go there with this like what you need versus what you get? You know, I, it's not a fear sell. If you don't need it, don't have it. And how you structure your asset portfolio, you probably don't need to have anywhere near as much life insurance. But then how do you get assets out of your own name? Well, you know what? I created a model that gets people to move their assets without them paying transfer duties. So the total cost of moving a house out of their own name into a protective structure, no, mm -hmm. not a trust because those are overtaxed, mm. but something with a similar totally. benefits mm. without paying 80% of those costs. That means you're not paying the transfer duties, but you're getting assets out, which means you don't need as much life cover. So you're essentially saving huge amounts of money on the insurances mm -hmm. while still getting mm -hmm. as much protection mm -hmm. and at the same time then I've got more money to help to you know, grow for people and yeah. when you grow people's money by a guaranteed 15% exactly. every single year mm -hmm. that's a different story totally mm -hmm. but that's what a wealth engineer does he does the things <laughs> that most other people the status quo guys they don't even know about Steve, it's almost a case of, you know, if you are putting your money into something just to ensure that, like you were saying, you're not putting it into spaces where at the end of the day you could be allocating, let's say, um, 20 or 15% of that money into some sort of investment or place where that money can grow and, and not into a place where, like you say, it's a have-to-have -have or I call it a, it's like a hate buy. It's but a grudge yeah, purchase. It's a grudge. And the problem is, grudge to me is everybody <laughs> hates the fact that they spend any money on insurances because it's mm. a grudge purchase, but yet decide to have the person who sells that product based upon an emotional decision. Oh, it's my sister-in-law or it's my roommate from college. <laughs> I have to do that because they're my friend. And you go, well, you're an idiot. If you're spending so much money on a grudge purchase based upon an emotional decision, then I'm sorry that then you, you you've got your own head that needs to be read. Yeah, it's almost like a domino effect in yeah. my head. The picture I see because then you are going to go down, <laughs> not <stupid>. up. <laughs> so we're you talking today about stupid. the nine essential tips of yes. first-time business owners because mm. I'm also a business owner multiple times over. Yeah, and you know what? There's some lessons you need to learn. So let's just <laughs> recap, fees, should we, yes. on what we spoke do, about last time? Let's do a recap from okay. last. So point number one. 
which is very important, is collaborate with our diverse and trustworthy partners. So don't stick with your country club oaks. Don't stick with the same people. Go outside your race group, go outside your cultural group, go outside your gender and learn from people that you would never normally hang with because they will have a huge amount to add value. In addition to that, uh, point number two, build and participate in a culture of learning. That basically means uh, fill in your gaps. You know what? You never know everything. The second you think you know everything, stop it. If you're the most intelligent guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Go and figure out more because constant striving to improve your knowledge base will constantly strive, uh, will, will provide you a much stronger platform. Point number three, respect the importance of a professional network. Get out there, meet other people who are on your, who are your peer mm, group mm. in different industries. Go out and create a symposium. Do what you want, but whatever you do, Go and share your knowledge and share other people's knowledge. Make sure you are a sponge of information. I also think that network, Steve, I always say, you know, you just never know when you're going to meet that person that is literally going to potentially change your business or be that connection between, you know, scaling your business or whatever that next step is. It's just one thing, you know, I was meeting with a guy who's, uh, he's hosting an event on Saturday. He's asked me to be one of the guest speakers and he, he he's involved in the NPO con. Concept. Uh, lovely guy, Bevan Jacobs. Uh, he's got a foundation. He does a lot of uplifting. And he did, did a concept which was wonderful of social upliftment. Yes. And what I did was just tweet it. A small minor thing, just from having a cup of coffee with another professional. And he's, his mind was blown and he's like, oh, I love the idea. You should, oh, come on, my biggest speaker. And that was nice. It was really, really cool. Because he had a great idea. And it was just a couple of people mm-hmm. on the same level talking. And all of a sudden, it triggered a, a, a brain fart. <laughs> so that's it. The importance of a professional mm. network. And fourth, uh, fourth point, remember that every interaction is representative of your brand. Whether you are out there having a beer at the end of the day on a Friday, <laughs> where, whether you've... Um, posting selfies. Posting selfies. Uh, <laughs> if you are in traffic and you, you, know, you cut somebody off and then flip them off, Everything you do is representative of your brand. It might be a customer, it might be a future customer, it might be a supplier, it might be somebody who recognizes you as part of your business. So be very careful out there in the real world because you are your brand. And then the fifth point we spoke about last month was spread value through your leadership. Entrepreneurs have a unique opportunity to share the value of their experiences with others. Reach out to publications. Go on to radio shows and talk about like what you one. do specially. <laughs> exactly. Because What's your niche? What exactly. is it that you want to help other people with or solve their problems? That's it. We mm. never know. But it's just about getting out there mm. and share your value. Exactly. Uh, write articles. It's free to write articles. Exactly. But it's great to get out of there. Um, and I do that. Did you know? I did. Yes, uh, who I? Because... I'm in PR. You do. You are. You're not in the PR. You are PR. I am PR. I like it. So listen, let's, let's crack on with the, the last mm. four points in this very valuable bit of information for first-time Perfect. business Do you owners. want to do a quick overview just before we hit them? Uh, no, we'll, we'll just carry we'll just on. Keep them just a little secret. Keep, keep the <laughs> wheels turning. Cool. So point number six it. is embrace failure. Uh, you know, if we look at the 80-20 rule, Pareto's law of business, 80% of businesses fail within the first five years of opening up. And um, there's so many reasons, but no one goes into business wanting to fail. Mm. Yet failure, they're, they're a fact of life for every single one of us at some point. How can you combat this reality? Do what the most highly regarded entrepreneurs do and use every failure 
as a learning opportunity. Recognize that setbacks actually present you with a chance that you wouldn't otherwise have if everything had gone as planned and make the most of them. You know what? Adapt and grow rather than cave in and die. Exactly. So that's just take mm, it. Take a failure as a lesson. You know, so exactly. exactly. If, if you gain some positive from a failure, it's no longer a failure. It's a stepping stone on the way upwards. And that's exactly what it is. I that's mean, it. I'm sure both me and you can agree with that. Exactly. <laughs> Stand up, yes. dust yourself off, put on your big boy panties and mm. crack on because life is about growing from mm. the. And you'll, if, you, if you're smart, you won't make that mistake again. Point number seven practice and demand honesty. That's practice it, so be honest and yeah. demand honesty. One mistake that many inexperienced leaders make is withholding difficult developments from their team because they don't want to be the bearer of bad news or they think that doing so will protect them. Don't fall into this trap. The best way you can lead is by being honest and transparent every step of the way. And you know what? Demand the same from your team. Make sure they're not hiding their little failures from you. Let them come to you and go, you know what, boss? I made a boo-boo and you figure out a way around it because that's sounds there. like you're speaking to, to one of your your kids uh, yes you, you made know, a boo-boo they are <laughs> tell your kids. daddy they are your kids though <laughs> exactly I totally agree and I think once we you know I always see it as you know we're all human and we all make a mistake but if we are taking accountability for that so as an entrepreneur to do that but to teach our employees or our staff to do the same but it's a case of the same point as you just talked about in terms of failure. It's like, how do we learn from that? How do we make damn sure it doesn't happen again? Yeah. And what processes can we put in place to stop that? And if you are in the knowing of what's going on in your business, you're just one step ahead and you can actually take that you know, to your client or whoever the case is. And often people are forgiving, but if you are accountable and honest. And you know what? It goes to the same old, you know, there's old sayings, a stitch in time saves nine. You know, if, if somebody comes to you right in the beginning of making that oopsie uh, and said to you, boss, I made this oopsie, and you go, you know what, cool, we can, we can sort it out. If you'd, if, you'd, if you'd have hidden it or she had hidden it, it could have become a monumental mm. catastrophe. Mm. So be honest with them and hope mm. they'll be honest with you. Point number eight, the penultimate point, scrutinize your finances, especially your cash flow. And Eek. this one is is f so powerful you know what I, I, I'm a huge uh, arguer of the ego buy which unfortunately a lot of first-time business owners uh, start doing yeah. you have a really good you know, their, their second year is really good and they're starting to get a bit of traction so Big they go out and get offices. massive offices and like three series BM Man. yeah exactly <laughs> and then the next year the reality hits in and uh, yeah. so if your business gets no into liquidity. bad yeah, yeah oh. if, it, if your business gets into a bad cash situation it might already be too late don't expect your employees to be charitable when you can't make payroll or new investors to take pity on you when you shown you can't manage your cash up until now the only way to avoid becoming one of the many startups that fold due to lack of cash is to be proactive about monitoring the health of your cash flow early and often and then final point of my sermon today learn the value learn to value your personal time and this is actually funny of what i'm speaking about at the mm -hmm. saturday event your business is important but it isn't your entire life you still have friends family members and hobbies that deserve some of your attention mm. don't let your desire to give everything you have to your company cause you to burn out early and endanger the future of your business make a commitment to using your personal time when you can mm. so that when so that when you return you're ready to achieve more than ever before you know the analogy i use is take a balloon okay i was gonna I, go with eating too much cake but no <laughs> 
Let's just go with the balloon. <laughs> okay, so take a balloon, right? <laughs> and you're going to be blowing everything into that balloon, right? Yes. Okay, so eventually what's going to happen? If you just put a big breath in and you blow it, and eventually you've got no more air. The balloon isn't going to get any better because no. you've burnt out. Yes. The only way you can keep on blowing up a balloon is by taking small breaths in to recharge your, your, your capacity to carry on blowing the balloon. Remember, if you don't keep adding back that air, you and the balloon are dead. <laughs> go and spend time with your family. And it also, mm. the thing is, it's not about going having a vice. If you're a business owner, don't go, don't say, well, you know what, I'm going to go to a strip club as my downtime. Hey, you know what? Rather go spend time with your family. Go mm. meditate. Mm. Go and go and recharge. Take a walk on the beach. Yeah, or, recharge your mm. batteries. Go and do something which Cycle, is going to, yeah. It's a whole concept of, is a calorie a calorie? No. A calorie of lean chicken breast will be better than a calorie of... Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yes, a slab of chocolate. It, it's a calorie, it's a calorie. But what you do with it, what you're putting into yourself, mm. invest time in growing mm. yourself mm. and recharging because you will benefit, your family and friends will benefit exactly. and your business will benefit. So mm. there we are. Let's just recap those last four. Embrace failure, very important. Practice and demand honesty. Scrutinize your finances, especially your cash flow, and mm -hmm. learn to value your personal time. So there we are, nine very powerful points very for first-time business owners. And I think that, Steve, I love the way you've put it across. It is it is that simple. It is. Like literally, if you had to follow these, these nine essential easy tips, you're already <laughs> milestones ahead from other startup businesses. Steve, where can... I mean, we're talking about things like managing potentially your cash flow and doing these things. Um, hoping that um, you could definitely, you know, support some of these entrepreneurs in that, mm. but also in their wealth and their planning yeah. in terms of finances. Mm. So um, as our wealth engineer at uh, Two Oceans Live Radio, where can our listeners get hold of you? You're more than welcome to get in touch with me either via my website. It's stevehughes.co.za. That's S-T-E-V-E-H-U-G-H-E-S.co.za. Uh, steve at stevehughes.coz is my email address or you can get in touch with me during office hours on 083-280-3202. And can I end off on a quote? Yes, of course. Perfection is not achieving a state where you, nothing more can be added, but perfection is when there's nothing more that can be taken away. <sighs> getting gooseies. I know. Absolutely. Guys, I hope that was super inspiring. I'm definitely charged.